Welcome to Training Unleashed, the show that will help you design and deliver training that's off the chain and will make a difference. Now, here's your host, Cordell Riley. It is indeed my pleasure to certainly welcome you, our audience, but to also welcome Meredith Elliott Powell. Meredith is a business growth expert and keynote speaker. Meredith, welcome to the session. Thank you. I am excited to be here. Really looking forward to uh, talking with you and uh, with your audience today. I am so excited to have you here. So, Meredith, tell the group a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do, and all of those great things. Well, as you mentioned, I am a business growth expert and a keynote speaker. I have actually been named one of the 15 top business growth experts to watch. And so what I write and what I speak about is helping businesses and professionals and leaders understand how to make this economy start working for them. This is a different economy that has introduced different customers, that has introduced different employees, and I write and speak about how to make all of that work for you because I passionately believe this is an economy you can seriously be successful in but you have to understand it and you have to implement the new strategies and I am passionate about running around the country speaking about that. Wow you know Mary the one thing you said I just want to make sure I I got this right because I think it's so key how to make this economy work for you. I mean, there's a lot of talk about things that are going on in the economy and people say, woe is me, it's bad, it's not what it was. That's the case, but I think you have to be positive about things. And that's when I hear that, how do you make it work for you? Any thoughts on just, you got to look, the glass has to be half full. You got to be positive about making things work for you, yourself. You, um, I, when I speak, I talk a lot about the fact that um, the, you know, there are so many reasons that your business shouldn't succeed right now. And you can look at those, and you would be valid. I mean, who knows what's going to happen with this election, with gas prices, with the global economy. You could make reasons all day long. But the moment you spend all the time focusing on the reasons your business won't work, you lose the creativity, the energy that you need to innovate, to get outside of the box and find the opportunities. And you can look down through the history of our country of business, whether it be the Great Depression, the stock market crash of 29, the World Wars, there have been people who have always done exceptionally well. They're not smarter than you. They don't have a better business idea. What they did was focus their energy in the right direction. You've got to understand we're not playing in the same field we were playing in before, but you really can be successful, I promise you. Yes. So, Merrick, you mentioned traveling the globe and doing a lot of different things. So, I understand that a lot of what you do is training. So, I'm sure that you're well versed in that and have a lot of exposure to it. Maybe talk a little bit about what are you seeing some of the people that are just doing training in an awesome way. What are some of the best things that people are doing from a training perspective today? You know, I think training is um, like so much else in, um, in business and industry and in our economy. It's just really uh, changing. And I think a couple of trends that I see that are really working. I just signed a big contract to train with a company, and they've come back and they said, you know, we really want to keep it in no longer than two-hour stints. We'd rather have you come in and do more, but could you keep it shorter? Two reasons for that. Um, We all have the attention span of a gnat, correct, right? (laughs) Um, But then beyond that, you know, staff, so so many teams have gotten leaner, you know, so you can't really afford for people to be out. Um, you know, a couple of days at the time. So that's a big one. The other is um, it's gotten, it, there's such, there's so much more need to be interactive. 
um, you know, really getting people involved, actively engaged. Two reasons to keep them interested, but the other is people learn better if they can put their hands um, on it. I'm also seeing a lot of, um, I call it combination training, where you may do a little, they do a little self-study, and then they come into a classroom, and then you may do a follow-up webinar, you may have a live event um, uh, after, and so seeing a lot of those, um, those trends. The good news of all of it is I think it's so much easier for us as trainers because the monkey isn't on our back. I don't care how good you are. You can't keep somebody interested for eight hours. Um, so the monkeys sort of come on our back, and people are, um, people are able to get more involved and more engaged in it. Wow. So some great comments there, Meredith. So uh, I'll just hit them really quickly. So shorter uh, content, highly interactive, and combination training. Let me go back to shorter for a second, Meredith. Yeah. You know, to your point, you're talking about classroom type of training, so two hours short increments. We certainly see that in some of the things that we're doing from an e-learning perspective. When I first started, it used to be kind of 30 minutes was the time frame. Now that's gotten down to 10 minutes or less. Yeah. When you're tasked with do delivering a content session and you're saying, okay, two hours is what we're going to do, how do you really determine, okay, I'm going to take this out, I'm going to focus on this? How do you kind of call down what you're going to do in that condensed session that you're going to be delivering to people? You know, great question, and, and I'm going to be honest. I like it so much better, having short training. And I tend to back into it. Like, you know, I always begin when I'm working with a leader, what's the end goal? What do they need to be able to do at the end? And let's say they're going to bring me in for five sessions. Um, I really think, okay, what is it, if I had to build this in a foundational way, what's the first thing they need to learn? What's the second thing they need to learn? And I like it better because I can build that, let's say I'm going in to train sales and we want to do profile training or something like that. You need to learn to fill out a profile. It's so much nicer now to be able to just get them through the step of understanding the profile, go out and try it on for size, and bring that back into the next session, and we can build on that. So the, the simple answer to your question is I really think about if this is the end goal, what's the one or two nuggets I can teach in that. I think a big mistake people make in training is they try to train too much. And people can only digest. And until they understand the first piece, the second piece is irrelevant. I mean, you didn't start out in calculus. You learned addition first. So sort of taking it back to that. Training Unleashed is brought to you by Tortal Training, specializing in e-learning and interactive online training solutions for corporate, government, nonprofit, and franchise organizations. Tortal makes effective training easier. Just go to tortal.net to gain access to real-world tools that can make a difference. That's tortal.net. T-O-R-T-A-L. Tortal.net. I had the opportunity to read your bio and look at some of your videos online. They were amazing, incredible. <laughs> Thank you. Talk about interaction and how do you do that? How do you make that happen? So I'd love to hear your thoughts and perspective on how do you foster that and get that to happen in your training sessions? Well, you know, um, they they say that I think it's like every 18 minutes. Don't quote me on that because I'm, I'm probably wrong and I'm a speaker. I tend to exaggerate. <laughs> um, but they say about, about every 18 to 20 minutes you start to lose people. 
So when you think about putting a training together, or when I'm putting a training together, I think to myself, every 20 minutes, something needs to throw into the audience. Whether that means that I just ask somebody a question and have them feed back to me, or whether I do a little interactive session. But, you know, if you take a training, anything that, whether you're going to do 20 minutes, whether you're going to do an hour, whether you're still doing a full day, and just look back through it, and you're going to see so many examples where you can involve the audience. I'll give you a really quick example. I, I do this presentation from the stage where I talk about how the economy's changed, about the fact that we could all sit at home in our underwear and Google until our heart is content and have everything we want delivered to our door. I used to just, and I used to say, think about this. We order this online, that online. When I went back and I studied it, I thought, I can ask the audience, how many of them are the king or queen of Amazon Prime? And get them to raise their hand and then get them to tell me what they ordered. And that's enough to keep them interested, to get them engaged, and then I can take the training back. So again, to kind of sum it up, it's really about looking at what you want to put down there and then just looking for tiny opportunities. We think interaction has to be this big breakout where everybody gets a buddy and they you know, clap hands or something. It doesn't. It's throwing something into the audience and letting them engage with you and then taking it back. That is awesome feedback. Awesome, awesome suggestion of comments and thoughts there, Meredith. What do you think about fun? So as I was looking at some of your sessions as well, there seems to be a fun element that goes along with it as well. I'd love to know your thoughts as it relates to fun and training. Well, there is, um, in my world, there is a saying that says, um, you don't have to be funny unless you want to get paid. <laughs> So, so I am big on fun. I mean, uh, you know, there are people that speak about the research um, and the statistics around around having um, having fun and what it does um, for a lesson. But I think enough. You can just look at anything that you have been, you have participated in, and if you laughed, if you had fun with it, you remember it. At the same time, I want to caution people not just to be fun. Don't have fun for no point or no reason. Because people are giving you their time. And in this day and age, that is like a, a major, that's, that is prime real estate. And you need to be protective of it and promise return on investment. So again, it is looking for the fun opportunities. Just like I told you with how many of you are king or queen of Amazon Prime. And somebody says, you know, I say, what's the last thing you ordered? And they say, beef jerky. It's funny. We all laugh and that's good. But it has a point and it has a purpose. Yeah. Has to be relevant. Has to yes. be on point. Has to be relevant content and humor. Great, yes. great, great stuff. Great stuff. Yeah. Meredith, so the other thing I know that you're really, really a proponent of is storytelling as it relates yeah. to training. Love to hear your thoughts and perspective as it relates to storytelling. You know, storytelling, um, I think you can look back through your own life and, and I can't tell you how many times I have been doing a training or working with people, and I can just see their eyes glassed over. They have no idea what I'm talking about. It is making so much sense in my head, but for some reason, they're not grasping it. And the moment I tell a story, they get it. The light bulb goes off. So it has the power on the front end to show an example and tell the story, um, You know, make them understand it. But the other is they remember it. Everybody remembers a story. It's so much easier to remember. It's like a song. Um, so I think that it's, you know, when you train, it, it needs to be point, story, interaction, point, story, interaction, because 
when you make the point, no matter how articulate you are or how, or how great you are with it, you will just watch your audience wake up when you tell the story. So, Meredith, what types of stories should we be sharing in training? Where do the stories come from? Uh, are they all things that I've experienced? Where do, where do the stories come from, and what types of stories are, are you finding that make the best use in training? I think real life gives you the best stories. I mean, you know, you really, if you're a trainer, you ought to run around um, with a notebook, which tells you how old school I am, or your phone, there's probably an app for that. But you ought to just watch real life, and you'll see them, no matter what you train on, you see examples all over the place of, um, of stories. And so you want to gather stories from real life. I find stories are easier to remember if they're my stories and they're real stories and they happened um, to me. At the same time, it's important for trainers um, not to be the hero of their own stories. Um, you know, every once in a while, okay, but people want to um, relate to you. And I've seen so many people where it's always, you know, I'm great, I did this, I did that. And, and you turn the audience um, off. You can be in the story, very much so, but the story needs to be about, um, I think I learned that a great story is that you um, have a have a hero, the hero gets caught in the tree, and then the hero gets out of the tree. And that's what you want to do um, with yourself. It's okay to be the hero at the end, but you better have gone into the ditch. We're so glad you're listening to this episode of Training Unleashed, brought to you by Tortal Training. The difference between Tortal Training and other online training companies is we're primarily a training company with technology, rather than a technology company that does training. Want to find out more? Just go to tortal.net. That's T-O-R-T-A-L, tortal.net. Mary, so how, does, how do I start integrating it? I heard you talk about the, I'm going to look at this point, story, interaction. So that's a pretty defined process. Love that. But how do I get started? So if I'm getting ready to do a training session next week, any thoughts or perspective about how I might just start integrating those into my trainings? Yeah, I mean, I, I, am, I am very structured um, when I do it. And so in the sense of, um, you know, you basically, and you're putting together the, uh, the opening of your training. I think it is beautiful to start with a story um, because that immediately engages the audience and it helps them really understand um, what they're going to do in there today. And then anytime you do have a point, something you're trying to teach, I would put a story with it. Um, I think that's a very important piece to do. I also like to close with it. Okay. How, how long, length, generally, I know it probably varies, but any thought on length of a particular story? Yeah, it does. Um, it does vary. Um, you know, stories can go on way too long. So do not, do not lose people. I mean, I think, honestly, if you go um, over a minute with a story, you've lost people. Um, they're, they're in there with it. It's probably more like, um, it's probably more like 30, 45 seconds. It's just enough to, to underline, um, you know, to really underline that point. Yeah, I want to say one other thing with stories too, and that is get specific with them. Give your characters a name. Don't say a car, say a Nova. I mean, bring, you got to bring people into the story with you, and the more you can label stuff, like don't say I was with this guy. Say it was Tom, and, you know, Tom had long hair and a tattoo. Help people visualize what's going on. 
So, Mary, here comes a fastball. I, I okay. think you're ready to catch it, though. <laughs> give, give me a story. Give me one, and I know it needs to be relevant to this audience here. You got one of those great short stories that's at the top of your mind that you can share with our group that you think will resonate here? Oh, sure. I mean, here's one is that um, I talk about the fact that um, my, uh, my, I was trying to get my husband to um, – uh, I'm underscoring a point of really getting the team engaged and getting them to take um, ownership. And I'm talking about my husband's mental practice and some of the challenges um, that he's got going on there, and he wanted to quit consult. And I talked him into, before he consulted, the fact that, um, I, re you know, that I really thought he ought to hire a business coach. Before he gave up this idea of yeah. you know, being a dentist, that he really ought to hire a business coach. And now I'm a business coach. I'm a really good business coach, but I thought I should not be my husband's business coach. So it took me about two weeks to find the perfect woman to fix my husband. Now, Sylvia was this woman who had worked her way up from the bottom. She started out as a hygienist and um, worked her way up to major consultant. Now, Sylvia was good looking, and my husband likes good looking women. My husband, I mean, Sylvia is smart. And my husband likes smart, good-looking women. And Sylvia was from Alabama, and she had this way of talking and telling Rob that he was about the worst leader she'd ever seen, and he thought he had just been flirted with. And the story goes on from there. Wow. That is a great story, uh, Meredith. <laughs> thank you for doing that on the fly with me, and I'm sure that audience, that will resonate with the audience, so thank you for sharing that. So, Meredith, sure. we've talked about a lot of great things uh, here, and I'm sure that our audience will want to know more about who you are and what you do. But if I had to give it back to you to kind of give some parting comments, you're talking to a group of training professionals. So if you wanted to give them advice on what they can do to just focus on this to make their training better, one or two things that you'd love to leave our audience uh, with think on here. Yeah, if, if the, one of the biggest is understand that especially if you've been training for years, you need to get back in the trenches. You need to be talking to people before you're doing a training and really understand what their challenges are and really understand what is happening for them that is different today so you can incorporate those things in. The other is really be mindful that in today's world, people need to be active, they need to be engaged, and they need to be a part of it. And don't don't hesitate to up your game. Please don't rest on your on your laurels. You need to be pushing the envelope as much as people do who are, who are living in business day in and day out. That is awesome, Meredith. Thank you. Thank you. So, Meredith, I know you have a free offer that you want to make available to our attendees here today. Can I tell you, allow you to expound upon what that offer might be for our attendees here? Absolutely. Um, you know, one of the biggest things that I think um, is missing, I get asked a lot about, is, um, is how to really build your confidence. And are you just naturally confident, or is that something you can grow and, um, and create? And it is actually something that you can grow and create. And I actually wrote a book of exactly the steps, exactly the things that you need to do in order to build your your um, your confidence, and so I'm offering uh, that free ebook today, and really want to uh, encourage people to um, to walk through the program to do that. Meredith, thank you for that. That was awesome. You shared some tremendous things with the audience. You shared some things that I'm absolutely going to try to use the next time I deliver a training session. So, Meredith, thank you for doing that. Also, want to thank our audience for signing in. Please continue to come back for others. I hope you have a great day. Take care, everybody. Bye bye. 
This has been Training Unleashed, but it doesn't stop here. Just go to trainingunleashed.net to subscribe to the show. That way, you'll never miss an episode, and you'll be well on your way to delivering training programs that are off the chain. We'll talk to you next time on Training Unleashed. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.